Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston, and we are going to have a fantastic interview here with uh, Mark Heinlein here in a second. But before I do, just a couple of quick announcements. Uh, first of all, if you got want to call in with a question for Mark or I, the telephone number is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. You can also jot me an email if you like. The email address is fhouston, which is F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. And if you're on Facebook, uh, just go ahead and send me uh, a message on Messenger there, and we'll get your question in as, as soon as we can. All right, let me introduce Mark here, and I'll get him on the line. Uh, Mark Heinlein, as a lot of you know, is the training director and the trainer for the National Title Contractors Association, uh, better known as the NTCA. He is a CTEF certified tile installer and a former tile contractor near Lake Superior in beautiful Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Mark and his wife Connie travel the United States conducting standards-based training programs for the tile industry and professionals, and we're going to get into that in, uh, in, in a second here. Uh, if you want to follow Mark, he has uh, several social media sites. He has a Facebook page, uh, Mark.Heinlein.5, his LinkedIn address. Just search for Mark. Heinlein again, and also on Instagram. So let me see if I can get Mark in here. Mark, are you there, buddy? Hey, Fred. Here I am. All right. Great. How are things up? I'm assuming you're up in Michigan today, huh? I am. I am in Michigan's beautiful Upper Peninsula, a lovely town by the name of Nagani. And guess what? Our snow is melting. We're pretty happy about that. Yeah, I bet you are. I was in Minnesota yesterday outside of Minneapolis, and it was beautiful there. A little chilly for me being a Florida boy, but anyway. Well, Mark, I'm glad to have you on the show. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I've got a ton of questions, and you have a ton of comments as well. But let's first talk about um, your role with uh, the, the, you know, the uh, NTCA and you know the type of courses that you teach. Can you get a little bit into that? Oh, you bet, Fred. Uh... NTCA, like you mentioned in your intro, is the Association of Tile Contractors, and we're the world's largest association of tile contractors, and we see training in the tile industry as a major component of our mission. It's about the people, and it's about their training and the level of education that they have that can produce the great tile installations, the permanent tile installations that our clients demand, and that's what Tile is, a permanent finish and installation. And to answer the need for training in our Tile industry, the NTCA is the source for industry-based, standards-based, methods and best practices-based Tile training. So to do that training, we have a variety of, of means available. We have the classic NTCA workshops where we travel the country, and we can talk more about that if you'd like. We have our NTCA member regional training programs, just fantastic full-day programs that we do for our members, and sometimes for uh, uh, non-members as well. We have uh, uh, the programs that we do at the major trade shows, coverings, 
surfaces total solutions plus we do demonstrations there on the multiple stages we do classroom sessions at those trade shows and we also have a variety of programs that I'd love to chat with you about more called NTCA University. We have an NTCA apprenticeship program and just an entire wealth of training that's available through our contractors association. Yeah, that's great. You know, one of the things that uh, I'm real concerned of since, you know, I do tile and stone inspections is all the installers out there, especially in my neck of the woods in Florida here, where we have uh, people that uh, basically, you know, raise your right hand, you got a pickup truck and a grout float, you're in business, you're a tile setter. And I see failure after failure, and we're going to get into that in a little bit later. So, you know, it, as far as being certified, you know, how important do you see that for, for installers? Fred, certification is extremely important for a, a tile installer, a tile contractor, and a tile installation business. Certification by the industry's recognized Ceramic Tile Education Foundation Certified Tile Installer Program is a component of what is called qualified labor. Qualified labor is identified in the Tile Council of North America Handbook for Ceramic and Tile and Stone, for instance, and qualified labor indicates that someone has a sound understanding of the tile industry standards that I mentioned briefly, and they have a working understanding. That means that they can identify those standards, use those standards to produce and install an actual tile installation, a wide variety of tile installations that meet the standards and will become a permanent finish that enhances the life of the owner and will last for a long time. So certification, Fred, is extremely important to avoid those failures that you mentioned that, you know, unfortunately, yeah, we do see them in Florida, but Florida is not the only place, you know, nowhere in the country right now is immune to failures. And there are a lot of tile installation failures. And that is something that we need to really get away from in our installation community. We have to have more installers that are more highly trained, that are retrained, and then go out and challenge themselves to prove uh, their understanding of standards and get that certification. It's critical, and the tile industry really supports and, uh, 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 well, doesn't require certification. It's a voluntary thing, but it's something that will have an installer uh, put them on the path to a higher level of professionalism and a higher level of income as well. And I'll also add, I'll tell you the story here in a second to get your opinion about this job. I just looked at it. It'll also, um, I won't say prevent them from getting sued, but less likely to get sued and lose. <laughs> uh, I, I see a lot of that as, a, as an expert. An example of this is the uh, job I just looked up in Minnesota, multi-multi-million-dollar home, three-foot-by-three-foot three marble tiles, and uh, they began to crack. Uh, we went in there and took a tile up and noticed, first of all, it was installed with a dab method, the dot method, uh, whatever you want to call it. The wrong thin set was used, which it states right on the bag not to use this with resin back material, which this was, and the tiles popped up and 
we didn't even have a little bond. We had absolute zero bond, and I, and I see that over and over again. And so I guess my question to you is, well, a twofold question. First of all, certification, if they listen <laughs> and they, they do their homework, should be able to avoid installations like that. And I guess uh, the, the real question is, do you see that same problem? Well, Fred, yes. Uh, if people do listen, if people do get their certification, again, that means that they have an understanding of tile industry standards. Does that mean they'll apply those standards on every job? Well, I think there's a much better chance that they will. And yes, I do see that type of installation uh, where there are failures from spot bonding, from lack of support, from lack of movement joints. There's an entire variety of failures that, you know, sometimes maybe not just one. You as a, a, an inspector uh, and uh, you notice that maybe not just one error might cause a failure, but maybe multiple errors. And unfortunately, it comes down to the uh, contractor that's bidding the job to ensure that the right materials are used. It comes down to the installer to ensure that they're using the right materials, they're mixing the right materials properly, and they're installing them and using them properly to get that correct finished installation in place. So you mentioned stop bonding. That yes, is yes. a tremendous source of failures in our industry. Yep. yep. Uh, the industry standards require in a dry area 80% coverage. That's 80% coverage to bond the tile or stone. Uh, you know, as you know, a tile can be stone or uh, ceramic or porcelain or glass. 80% coverage in a dry area to bond the tile to the substrate. That's the job of our dry set, thin set mortars. We have to select the right mortar for the right application in the right area, mix it properly using manufacturer's instructions, uh, have our substrate prepared to the right degree of flatness as required by our industry standards, select the right trowel, the right trowel, and keep that mortar into the substrate, trowel it out properly, hold the trowel correctly, trowel in straight lines, collapse those ridges, and get that coverage we need. It's even more critical in wet areas. Oh, yeah. Mark, let me interrupt you for a second. Are you on a cordless phone by any chance? Uh, yes, I am. Because I, I keep getting I keep getting this this annoying beep, and I don't know if you hear it on your side, but I I think it might be coming from your phone. Can you do you have the capability of switching your phone by any chance? Uh, sorry, Fred, I don't. I'm sorry no, about okay. the beep. Let's see what I can do. All right, you just every once in a while it's making this beep, and I, I it sounds like a battery going dead or something. I don't know, but uh, anyway. Uh, all right, well let's okay, move on. So how is this, Fred? That's much better. Yep, that, that's okay. much better. Thank you. Now I, I want to okay. talk a little bit about. I'll talk a little. Well, actually, before I get to the next question, you met, mentioned something that I run into all the time, and this is something I think that, that's very important, and I'm, I'm sure you will agree. And that is, we talk coverage and we talk bonding, and a lot of the installers that I've been, you know, inspecting inspecting this work from, will you know pull a tile up and they'll say, look, I've got 85 percent coverage, but they have zero bond. So you can have good coverage, but not necessarily good bond. Am I correct in stating that? 
You're absolutely correct, Fred. Um, we need to make sure that our mortar is mixed properly, like I, I said per our manufacturer's instructions. We may, need to make sure that our substrate is clean and free of bond breakers. And you know, when we're talking about substrates, we could be talking about a wood substrate, a wood frame structure. We could be talking about uh, uh, concrete substrates. And on those types of substrates, um, things such as sealers, for instance, or paint, or dust and dirt, or even excess water could be a bond breaker that keeps or inhibits our mortars from bonding to the substrate. The same is true for the back of the tile. Um, we need to make sure that our tile is clean and that it's free of dust and foreign material and that we don't allow, when we, we, what I want to say is when we're trawling on our mortar, like I mentioned earlier, we want to make sure that we're not trawling out too much mortar at one time and allowing it to spin over even before we set that tile. If it does skin over, then that skinned over mortar won't bond to the tile or bond to the substrate, and it in itself could be a form of a bond breaker. So, yeah, getting adhesion, getting that bond, it's super critical. Absolutely, and I see that again and again. So let, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Well, not really switching gears too much here. Uh, we're going into second gear, I guess you could say that. <laughs> um, and that is, let's talk let's talk standards. Uh, you know, there's there's always every time I bring this issue up, and whether it's a court case, whether it's just talking to an installer or someone about the industry, the the issue of standards come out. And uh, I'll let you go ahead and explain the type of standards that are, that are out there. I know we have the ANSI standards, you know, the NTCA manual, the uh, Natural Stone Industries manual. So we'll go ahead and address that, if you will, real quick. Sure, Fred. Um, and, you know, one thing I want to point out, we're, uh, we're talking about the NTCA. I, I mentioned that we have all of these training programs. We have workshops. We have uh, regional day-long training programs. Um, all of the things we do at NTCA. For training are based on these industry standards. So when installers, when contractors, when architects, uh, specifiers, general contractors, even plumbers, uh, when they come to our programs, they learn about the standards because we give anywhere from a brief introduction to the standards to a pretty in-depth uh, description of the individual standards and how to use them to apply them to your jobs. And briefly, we have a set of standards that are um, ANSI standards. That's the American National Standard uh, Standards, uh, American National, let me read this again. These are the American National Standards Institute. So for me, it begins with the ANSI A137 series. ANSI A137.1, that's the American National Standard Specifications for Ceramic Tile. It begins with the manufacturing uh, of ceramic tile. And there are standards for the manufacturers in this program, in this uh, uh, specification, to make sure that there's a quality control system in place that their tile that's produced will meet to be within tolerance for, let's say, sizing, the size of one tile to the next, for warpage, for shading, 
for freeze-thaw applications, for crazing. There's a total of 21 different tests. They're called ASTM tests that can be met in this ANSI standard. There's another similar standard to that, ANSI A137.2. That's for glass tile. The next standard would be A137.3, and that is the fairly new standard for gauged porcelain tiles and gauged porcelain tile panels and slabs. That's the really big stuff, right? Could be right. one meter by three meters or larger in size. Yeah, so those are manufacturing that. standards. Right, exactly, that big stuff. And then we get into the installation standards. Again, those are ANSI standards, ANSI A108. That is the uh, uh, standards uh, the instructions, essentially, for installing tile that has met the industry standards for manufacturing. ANSI uh, A108 is the document where all of that installation instruction for the tile installer, the contractor, comes from. Um, there's another standard I should mention, ANSI A118. That's the standard for the manufacture of our setting materials, you know, the mortars, the thin sets, the grouts, the backer board, the membranes that we all use. Finally, there's the methods, the methods and best practices that work hand in hand with these standards. And that TCNA, I call this the alphabet soup of the tile industry, Fred. You've got the TCNA, that's the uh, association of uh, uh, manufacturers. You have the ANSI that I already described. And of course, you've got NTCA, that's the Association of the Contractors. Well, the alphabet soup uh, of the TCNA handbook uh, for ceramic, glass, and stone tile installation, those are the methods, the best practices, the details that take those standards and put them into real-world applications uh, for installing tile and stone. And, of course, you mentioned the Natural Stone Institute's handbook. And, right. finally, the companion manual that goes along with all of these documents is the NTCA's reference manual. Right. And that book right there, that, that's a uh, decades of knowledge in that book designed to help installers and contractors um, achieve great installations and even make more money on their jobs. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, for those of you that have seen my video blog, you'll probably notice in the background right above me sits that manual. <laughs> so it's, it's constantly at my fingertips, uh, you know, especially when I'm, I'm doing reports and I have to quote standards that were not followed, for example. So uh, it, it's great. Uh, you know, you had, you had mentioned the, the a uh, A137, not necessarily the manufacturing side of it, but the uh, I think it's the point three where we talk about the um, the installation. And even though that standard, and this is something that I've been confused with over the years, and maybe you can clear this up, or maybe you're just as confused as I am. <laughs> that, that standard <laughs> specifically applies to ceramic tile, which porcelain obviously falls under that tile. How does stone fit into that standard? So ANSI A137.1, that one is for the manufacturer uh, of ceramic tile. And right. that's ceramic tile, porcelain tile, mosaic tile of ceramic nature. Um, stone doesn't really fit into that standard. And that one is for ceramic tile. 
Uh, right. I mentioned A137.2, that's for glass tile. Uh, 137.3, that's for gauged porcelain tile. Where stone comes into play for the tile industry is in the, the uh, Dimension Stone Design Manual, right, for the Natural Stone right. Institute, they produce that. And in the Dimension Stone Design Manual, one of the things we learn is that when a stone hits three quarters of an inch in thickness and up to 24 inches on a side, at that point, when it becomes larger than that, it sort of leaves the realm of a typical um, tile installation, and it becomes something a little bit different that may require mechanical fasteners or right. some other specialized installation procedures. Where stone is really discussed in detail is in that TCNA handbook. And in the TCNA handbook, there are dozens and dozens of methods, but there's two sections of methods. There's a section for uh, ceramic tile and glass, right. and there's a section specifically for stone installations. Those and that's stone installations. And that's oh, relatively yeah, new. That is that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is relatively new. Um, I, right off the top of my head, I'm not sure what year uh, those methods leaped into the TCNA handbook and increased its size and volume. But the reason those were added is because there are a number of reasons why stone needs to have special treatment in uh, an installation, a thin bed or a thick bed bonded installation and it has a lot to do with supporting that stone to make sure it's uh, got a really solid substrate and has um, the right uh, limited deflection to support it among many other things. All right, which I think is important. Before we go on, let me give out the phone number here one more time if we have some listeners that want to call in with, with a specific question and if not, we'll continue on. <laughs> the phone number here is 323 Eight seven zero three nine six eight, and let me repeat that one more time: three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. If you have a question for uh, for Mark, and, and you know, I'll say to Mark, based on what you just said, I think that's another real important reason for for training because a lot of these guys out there don't know the differences, and I, I've seen those, which is why I brought that question up. I've seen those standards misquoted for the inappropriate materials. So I'm glad you I'm glad to clarify that. That was that was a uh, uh, great clarification and uh, made a lot of sense. Um, I guess my next question has to do with, let's, let's delve a little bit into into failures. And I know you wanted to talk about that, and that's one of my favorite subjects because I see it day in and day out. And it's, it's rare I get a call that says, Fred, hey, come look at this great installation. Uh, it's usually because somebody, <laughs> something's gone, <laughs> gone wrong or, or or something they think has gone wrong. So, uh what I mean, from a from a failure standpoint, what would you say, whether it's tile or whether it's stone or stone tile, is the number one failure that you're seeing out there nowadays? Well, you know, you mentioned spot bonding. We are seeing a ton of problems from spot bonding, like you see in, in your own inspections and investigations. Spot bonding and lack of proper bond uh, to hold the system together is a significant problem. And one of the leading indicators of that type of failure could be 
potentially hollow-sounding tile. It could begin there. Uh, there could be other factors for hollow-sounding tile. Um, if it's on a floor, cracked tile. Cracked tile and grout, um, definitely uh, an indication of potential spot bonding used and not appropriate bonding. Um, movement joints. We see failures from movement joints a lot, and I see them as I travel the United States. You know, you mentioned my wife, Connie, and I, we travel all over the country doing these training programs. So, you know, we stay in a lot of hotels, we visit a lot of truck stops, and, you know, we, <laughs> you know, being in the tile industry, we look at tile, and we look at things like changes in plane. That's where maybe a wall meets a wall, a wall meets the floor, and that's a location where something called a soft joint needs to be added because walls moved, structures moved, buildings moved. They're designed to do that. And our permanent finish can't move so much. So we have to put a soft joint in there. We don't want to hard grout that. We also see crack, well then what we do is we see cracked grout uh, or cracks in the tile where there isn't a soft joint. So movement joints, change in plane joints, Expansion joints is an area where there are a lot of failures. Um, they can be a very dramatic failure. There has to be room left in a tile installation to allow for expansion and contraction. Um, that could be expansion and contraction of the substrate, could be expansion and contraction of the tile layer, any number of things in that installation and that require movement joints, expansion joints, soft joints to ensure a successful, long-lasting tile installation. And here's a failure maybe that a lot of people uh, don't often think about, but uh, any tile installer worth their salt will tell you that layout is huge. Layout of a tile job is um, a major component of not just the performance of the system, but the visual aspect, the aesthetic of how the thing looks and appears. So layout is critical. Um, we are looking at uh, revamping some of our NTCA training to start including a major feature for layout. And layout is a key element of certifications. To become a certified tile installer, one of the things you must do is prove that you have strong layout skills. So layout, that can be a big failure as well. It's not always just a dramatic physical failure. could be something um, involving layout and how the installation appears. It's funny you so should mention uh, how failures I see. It's, it's funny you should mention expansion joints and uh, the, the number of years that I've been doing these inspections I've had I've had customers, you know, and clients tell me, you know, Fred, I was sitting in my living room one day and all of a sudden I heard this big bang like someone was firing a gun. And I have never personally have experienced that. But if you have a chance, and especially for your listeners out there, go to my latest video blog. Someone actually captured that on camera and it is incredible. I mean, this lady is filming this 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 tile floor and all of a sudden you see it buckle and you hear this bang and the whole floor just falls apart and obviously it's due from lack of uh, uh, expansion and perimeter joints so it's if no one has 
heard of that or have seen it, it's, it's a great video and it's on, on my video blog. You know, uh, you had I mentioned... Have, I have uh, seen that video, Fred, and, and it is very <laughs> dramatic, isn't it? It's it's incredible. I mean, it really is incredible. And 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 you know, being there in person, I can't imagine how loud it can it can be. But just that little bit of movement, you know. And I, I agree with you. You can't stress that enough. And you know, I, I even see it on large commercial jobs where the lack of expansion joints are just ignored. And it really it really gets my goat for lack of a better, lack of a better word. You know, you mentioned in the very beginning and just mentioned again, and it's something I wanted to go back and cover because I think it's important. Uh, I'm a tile setter. I'm out there and I'm saying, you know, I think I want to go certified, get certified. What's the process? What, what type of qualifications do I need? What's the process I need to go, go through in order to become certified? Great question, Fred. Um, a lot of people are becoming certified. Um, a lot of people have a lot of interest in becoming certified and Presently, we have uh, around 1,500 certified tile installers in the United States, and that number is growing, and um, you're going to see that number start growing even more. So to become a certified tile installer, the best way to start is by calling the Ceramic Tile Education Foundation. And you can do that, or you can visit their website. Their website is Ceramic tilefoundation.org. On that website, there's a link for getting certified. Click on that Get Certified link, and you can um, immediately begin the process to become certified. And what that certified uh, certification process entails, once you, once you contact the CTEF, that's the Ceramic Tile Education Foundation, you um, are, and once you get registered, you are sent a study guide. You're sent an entire package of materials. And in that package of materials is the study guide is specifically for um, uh, uh, how to take the ceramic tile installer certification. Uh, it's about five-eighths of an inch thick. It includes some practice exams, uh, a whole bunch of information that you learn about you know, sometimes starting with the history of tile and working your way through various types of uh, standards-based installations. So, like I said, there's practice tests in there. Another thing you get in that package is the ANSI A108 standards. So the actual instructions, the standard-based instructions for installing tile. You get a number of other things. And, and one of the things that you get is the username and password to log on to a written exam. So once you've done all of this study work, once you've gone through the study guide, you log on and you take a written exam. It's a timed exam. You get four hours to take it, 155 questions, and it's open book. And it's a test of your understanding and knowledge of those ANSI standards. So you take that written component. Once you've accomplished that, then you watch a series of videos, I believe it's seven videos that you watch that walk you through the process of the next step, and that's the hands-on portion. Once you're ready to do that hands-on portion, you get with the CTEF and uh, you determine where you will take that. And, you know, we're uh, working very hard to make sure that those um, hands-on tests are available in 
many, many locations readily available across the United States. So you'll be able to go somewhere near you, take that test. And it happens this way. You show up the day before, the evening before, you bring your own tools, all the tools that you'll need to set a tile job. You meet your evaluator there. And these evaluators are highly trained, knowledgeable professionals. And you meet them, you'll be able to ask them questions, you'll verify your information, you'll see your testing module set up, you'll see that the tile has been provided, that the setting materials have been provided, a, a mixing station has been set up, everything you need except you and your tools are there for you. You're able to ask that evaluator any questions that you want. There's no secrets, Fred. This is about testing your skills and your knowledge. So then you show now, up with the this next morning, get a good... Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, that's okay. You show up the next morning, um, get a good night's rest, and you start to test at 7.09 a.m., and you uh, complete that hands-on portion, um, and the test ends at 4 o'clock, and then your evaluator takes over. And it's... Uh, torn apart before your very eyes, it, and it's a little bit of a stressful thing to see all right. of your beautiful hard work torn apart and analyzed, just like you might do uh, when you're inspecting right. uh, an installation. So now what type of, what type of hands, I mean, are we talking, what type of applications for hands-on? Are we talking wet areas? Are we talking floors? Are we talking walls? Uh, you know, it, does it cover all of that, or is it very specific? It covers all of that, Fred. It, it covers, uh, uh, it's, it's interestingly designed to cover a wet area. It covers a dry area. It covers floor installations. Uh, it covers uh, walls. Um, covers mm, layout. I mentioned layout. Layout is a big deal. Uh, movement joints, sealant, grout, uh, coverage. Uh, I believe there are a total of 65 data points that the evaluator will inspect and rate on the installation. Nice. Now, I know I've, I've seen this. I know sometimes you'll do these tests at uh, some of the trade shows as well. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Um, almost always a demonstration, and often there are tests at the trade shows. Mm -hmm. Right. So if anybody wants to see what what that's all about, I'd highly recommend that you go to one of the trade shows because I've seen it many times and it's definitely interesting and definitely nerve wracking for the guys doing the work. I'm sure. <laughs> but it's, well, it is, it's and you know yeah. the requirements to 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 you know put yourself into that test. You know, we're looking for at least a couple of years' experience uh, for someone that's been setting tiles, someone that's done layout someone that understands how to mix mortar properly and use their trowel properly, all of these facets. Um, so you have to have some experience uh, to do this. One of the critical components this thing tests are time management skills. Well, that's a key area of being a profitable uh, tile contractor and installer. Absolutely. So you know, there, is a, there is a time element to this test. And, you know, it does add an element of stress. Uh, but what we found with proper planning, proper um, uh, uh, thought beforehand, proper uh, studying of the study guide and materials and thinking about this thing, then going in well-prepared, 
you can be very successful on this test and achieving that CTI certification can then in turn help you become more successful in your professional life. So it's well worth it. And, and I like seeing that. Like, you know, when I started in this business almost 40 years ago, it was like you learned from your dad or your boss, and that was it. There wasn't any training. This is, this is just great. So, so, Mark, what do you see in the future for tile setting? Well, uh, in the for future, I see, I uh, yeah, you know, for tile setters, uh, modern tile setters, you know, a, a lot of people are second and third and, and even more generation tile setters like you just described. You know, they learn from Grandpa or from uh, Uncle Joe or somebody how to do it. Um, you know, I see more training in the future for tile setters. Um, I see there's a ton of manufacturer training out there now that complements the NTCA standards-based training. And we have a lot of partners uh, with the manufacturers, with the uh, uh, tool people, with all aspects of the tile industry. It's all about training. So education is huge in the tile industry. And I think uh, um, the young people coming into tile will be hungrier than ever for this training and for certification. That's what we're seeing, and that will be there available for them. So there will be more of that. There will be more certification, and there will be more certification required to perform jobs, um, certification and qualified labor, labor at other levels, such as advanced certification for tile installers or the ACT program. Um, once the CTI is completed, an installer moves on to those advanced certifications, and that's for uh, critical installations of large format tile, for instance, uh, preparing a substrate for proper flatness per industry standards, uh, for installing that gauge porcelain tile and panels, there's an advanced certification for that, uh, liquid and sheet membranes, shower systems, Bed systems. Um, advanced certifications will become more prevalent and required in the future. So training certifications are nothing to sneeze at uh, in the tile industry. They're here to stay and becoming more and more popular and necessary. And I agree with I agree with you 100%. Especially as we're seeing new materials, uh, not only in the in the tile but also in you know the the advances that are being made in setting materials, waterproof membranes, and, and everything else. So extremely important. Uh, it's hard to keep up with that if you're not trained properly. So I, I agree. I, this is kind of a question that I'm sure our listeners are going to be asking out there, especially if uh, uh, they're thinking about certification. And if you can't answer this, I understand. Uh, what, what would it cost, on a, say, an installer to go through a certification program? So for the CTI process, the Certified Tile Installer process, there is a cost to it. And I, I want to say that the NTCA, uh, the National Tile Contractors Association, is a nonprofit, not-for-profit association, as is the Ceramic Tile Education Foundation, which is the uh, tile industry's recognized uh, uh, foundation for producing the CTIs. So they are a nonprofit foundation as well. But there is a cost to conducting this business, and the cost to take the CTI test is $495. So 
here's the cool part of this, Fred. Manufacturers and other sponsors of the Ceramic Tile Education Foundation, when a person puts themselves through the process, recognizes what that, that CTI can do for them and puts themselves through that when they prepare properly, when they accomplish the CTI, and when they pass that, they're awarded $2,000 worth of coupons. Now, these coupons are for, they're real. Uh, they're for real materials, real setting wow. materials, real tools, real, real things that can help a tile professional that has become a CTI uh, in, their, in their jobs. They can use these materials. And the reason they do that uh, is because they believe very, very strongly in the certification and they want more and more people to do this. And they know that it requires them taking a day off of work, for instance. That CTI hands-on, that's a full day away from the job. So to help them afford to do that, they're providing these coupons when they pass. So it offsets the cost of doing it and offsets their uh, uh, cost of uh, 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 taking a day away from work to do it. And it's almost no excuse for not becoming certified. So and I think that's one of the reasons why you're seeing more and more guys out there actually becoming certified. So, And, and this is, you know, I, I kind of say that kiddingly, kiddingly mark guys, but uh, I'm sure there's some women that have gone through some certification too. Am I correct? You're absolutely correct. Some of the best installers that I know in the tile industry are women, and they are just fantastic uh, industry professionals, highly renowned, highly respected. Uh, I can think of many of them across the country, and they are certified pile installers as well. In fact, I was just chatting with one of them last night. Uh, her name is Jan Hahn, and she lives in uh, the Twin Cities in Minnesota. Uh, and she is a fantastic tile industry professional and representative and a certified tile installer herself, and there are many others. Absolutely. This isn't not. just, uh, uh, you know, you know there, there's a lot of males in this industry, but there are a lot of women as well, and uh, yep, um, just uh, um, they do wonderful work. I actually interviewed one, uh, a lady out of uh, – she believe she was in Vancouver or somewhere on the west coast of Canada that was a, a setter, and that was kind of an interesting interesting interview. If you have a chance, folks, you want to go back and take a listen to that. It's, on, it's actually on the archives, uh, as well as this show will be on the archives as well. All right, Mark, I guess i got a, one last question, and that, or, you know, I guess not really a question, but maybe it is a question. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's go over contact information one more time. Where do, where do people, where can they go to contact the association, see when the classes are available, and uh, – get the ball rolling, if not for the certification, but just to become a member of the uh, NTCA. All right. So the thing to do to become a member of the NTCA, you go to our website is one place, and that is tile, T-I-L-E dash A-S-S-N dot com. Tons and tons of information there, and there is a link to become a member. There is a link to uh, locate an NTCA member and contact them and discuss them, uh, discuss with them to hire them. We have a lot of people hire NTCA uh, member contractors specifically. Uh, if 
you want more information on how to become a member, you can call our office at this number, 601-939-2071. That's our main office uh, located in Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, it will point you in the right direction to become an NCCA member. For That's great. And people can also call me. Mm-hmm. Great. Give, give out your information as well, Mark. Sure. Um, send me an email at mark at tile-assn.com, and I will uh, be more than happy to help you become a member. That would be great. Let's hey, Mark, talk about uh, how again, to become a, a certified tile installer, if I can. That is ceramictilefoundation.org. And here's the number for them. Let me give you that number if I can, Fred. That sure, number absolutely. is 864-222-2131. Great. That's wonderful. Well, Mark, I want to thank you for your time and the wealth of information, and I'm sure we'll be talking uh, sometime here in, in the near future. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy that beautiful weather you're getting up there in Michigan, or upper Michigan, I should say. <laughs> We're on our way to uh, a beautiful summer here in the UP, and it's kind of fun to watch the snow melt, actually. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. I, I see you had that, that seminar at that Harley deal. You didn't come back with a Harley, did you? You know, it's all picked out. I've got it picked out. It's called, uh, uh, the one I like is called a flat bob, and uh, yep. I'm looking forward to giving it a test drive. <laughs> Go. They're lots of fun, believe me. Been riding for years. Well, Mark, thanks again, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon, buddy. Fred, thank you for this opportunity. It was my honor to be on your show, and I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope uh, uh, we can have this opportunity again next time. Ab- absolutely. You, Maybe really talk a little bit more advanced stuff next time. Sounds great. Thanks, Mark. All right, folks, there you have it. You got Mark's contact information. Let me give out my information one more time. Uh, if you didn't get that, I can be reached at F Houston. That's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. And uh, just send me an email and I can get you Mark's information. Uh, go on the Facebook and just search for his name there, uh, as well as mine and the company, my company's name, Stone Forensics. Uh, let me just uh, finish up by, uh, first of all, thanking Mark uh, for his valuable time. That was great. Uh, some great information. I encourage everyone out there that's a, in this industry to uh, get certified. Uh, it's definitely definitely well worth it, not only from what Mark talked about, but also from a marketing standpoint as well. All right, I'll, I'm going to close things out for this week. Uh, next week we have a great uh, another interview coming up. We're going to be interviewing one of the MAPE reps and a lot of good technical information on their setting materials, grouts, etc. So uh, make sure you tune in for that. I'll also mention that I do have a few openings left in my seminar uh, coming up here in June in Florida, uh, the Stone and Tile Inspection Seminar. If you want to find out more information about that seminar, uh, go to my website, which is stoneforensics.com, and click the training tab, and you can get all the information there as well. And throughout the show today, I mentioned my video blog. Uh, i got a nice long address for the video blog, so uh, to give it out online here would be on air would be just crazy. So if you just go ahead and send me an email, again, at fhouston at gmail.com, I'll go ahead and send you the link. That would be the easiest way to get there. So uh, if you're listening on the archives, if you still have questions, you can still send them in. Uh, If you need to call Mark, he gave out his telephone number. If you need to call me, you've got my contact information 
information at all. Uh, 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 so I just wish everybody a great rest of the week, and we'll talk to everybody next week. <laughs>